Good evening, and thank you for joining us again here on our digital campus. Uh, it's an honor to be with you and to be able to bring to you the word of the Lord tonight. Uh, I hope that you all are continuing to be safe, even as our state begins to loosen its restrictions. Please remember to be safe and to take all the necessary precautions necessary um, to continue to stay healthy. Uh, tonight, I'm going to bring to you the story of Rahab as another demonstration of faith. We are continuing our series this week on faith. The pastoral team and I thought that there were enough unique examples in the scripture um, of faith and the various people who demonstrated it in their own way that we could actually continue this series for another week. So we're going to do that tonight. Uh, please join me in prayer uh, as I ask God to be uh, in our midst. If you have particular requests that you'd like for someone to agree with you with, go ahead and you know, put that in our chat box and, um, and let's pray. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to gather together in your name. God, we thank you for your goodness, Lord, and how you have kept us, Lord, not just in this time, but in all times, oh God. We have been able to look back in our lives and see how you have moved and how you have operated and how you have brought us to this very day. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. Be with us this night, God. Open our hearts and our minds to your word and minister to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's look at Rahab's story. And what we can learn from her about faith. In Joshua chapter 2, it says, Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, Scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. May I say that I think it's kind of interesting that they chose a prostitute's house to stay in. And as I thought about this lesson, I thought about what about her house made it safe uh, for them to stay there. Maybe it was simply the fact that she was a woman, which means she was weak, and the fact that she was a prostitute, which means she was even weaker. Um, you know, what, what was she going to do? Um, women were pretty powerless, and especially, uh, I'm sure, women of her reputation made her even less powerless. So... That's my that's my take on why they they felt comfortable staying there. But anyway, you may have some other thought on that. And I thought that was worthy to note that Rahab was uh, on the low end of the social totem pole. And I think that will play into her to me, the incredibleness of her story and her demonstration of faith as we uh, continue in this lesson. So uh, verse two says, but someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath the bundles of flax she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. As soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up to the roof to talk to them. I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you 
through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Here I'm going to add one of my famous words. Wow. This made me think uh, of the Bible study that I did a few weeks ago on Joseph. When Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Nebuchadnezzar made the same claim. For the Lord your God is a supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Rahab was a believer. No, she wasn't an Israelite. No, she wasn't, you know, she's not your conventional example of what we call believers. But Rahab believed in Israel's God. And perhaps maybe some others in that town. They had heard of his exploits. They had heard of his power and the things that he had done. And they were afraid. And when she made that declaration, it was more than a declaration of, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard what, what you know, what your God has been doing. I heard, you know, no, no, no. She made a personal declaration here. For the Lord your God is a supreme God of heaven above and earth below. She believed. I think that Rahab had waited for this moment. Again, these her comments let you know that God's reputation preceded him. You know, before the people of God, you know, stepped foot in the land of Jericho, they knew of the things that he had been doing in the lives of the Israelites. And so as a pretty smart woman, yes, she was a prostitute. You know, yes, you know, she, again, was probably low on the total, on the social totem pole in, in that community. Rahab was smart. She knew that it was inevitable that if their land was on the list of the lands that were going to be taken over by the Israelites, then it was a wrap. So if this happens, let me get a plan in, a plan in place. I think Rahab planned for this moment. Now, let's see how she continued in verse 12. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. So the men agree. Now drop down the verse, I'm sorry, to chapter 6, and I'm going to start with verse 15, and let's see what happened when the day came for Israel to overthrow Jericho. Verse 15 starts, when the seventh day came, they got up early and marched around the city the same way, but seven times. Yes, this day they circled the city seven times. On the seventh time around, the priests blew the trumpets and Joshua signaled to the people, Shout! God has given you the city. The city and everything in it is under a holy curse and offered up to God, except for Rahab the harlot. She is to live, she and everyone in her house with her, because she hid the agents we sent. Verse 21, they put everything in the city under the holy curse, killing man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkeys. Joshua ordered the two men who had spied out the land, enter the house of the harlot and rescue the woman and everyone connected with her, just as you promised her. So the young spies went into the house and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, and brothers, everyone connected with her. They got the whole family out 
and gave them a place outside of the camp of Israel. But they burned down the city and everything in it, except for the gold and silver and bronze and iron vessels, all that they put in the treasury of God's house. But Joshua let Rahab the harlot live. Rahab and her father's household and everyone connected to her. She is still alive and well in Israel because she hid the agents whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. I think that's amazing, especially that last part. She's still alive and well in Israel. So Rahab is a great example of how God recognizes faith, regardless of where he finds us. This woman risked her life to save her people. You know, when that king came knocking and saying, send those spies out, and she lied, her life was on the line. And she believed, and therefore she acted. Even after her rescue, she made her life among the people of Israel. And I believe she submitted to, to Yahweh. I think that's profound. I don't see anywhere in scriptures where she was obligated to stay among the people of Israel. Um, but she chose to. Again, her statement earlier on, you know, that your God is the supreme God is very telling. I believe that um, Rahab very much um, found the place of acceptance. Again, remembering her status um, and perhaps even respect for what she had done in um in favoring God's people, you could even say even over her own. Um, she could have dimed on them and, you know, exposed the, the plot for them to overthrow, but she actually showed favor to God's people. And so she may have even found respect among the, the children of Israel. Um, but we know that she stayed among the people. And actually, not only did she stay among God's people, but Rahab got her a boo from among God's people. Now, I know that's funny. That cracked me up when I thought about it. You know, I have to give it to you my way. Um, but if you look in, in Matthew uh, 1 and, and you see her listed in the in the genealogy of the Messiah, right? This this She got her a good book. Uh, in fact, she was the wife of, of Salmon. And the great, great grandmother of David. And so Rahab did well in choosing the God of Israel and to stay amongst his people. Um, in Hebrews 11 says, 11.31 says, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Yeah, she was not among those who did not believe. Rahab believed. In James uh, 2 and 25, James uses Rahab uh, as an example of how faith and works work together. In James 2.25, he says, Likewise also, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Again, faith in works. She didn't just know that they were coming because she knew that they were coming. She acted on that. And her actions brought about her redemption. We all play a role in our salvation. Our faith is not dormant. Our faith is not something like, you know, what did Desi call it, this mental ascent or something. It's not just a, a, a position of just believing without action. When we, when we act on what we know, God honors that. And Rahab uh, is a great example of that. So here we have a Gentile lady who demonstrated faith in the one true God and landed herself in the genealogy of the Messiah. 
And we have her as a reminder that God is no respect of persons and responds to the faith of all people. Well, I hope that you were encouraged by that story. And I certainly was. And uh, I don't know if I ever look at Rahab the same way again. I know we keep associated. We have a way of associating people with their negative attributes. You know, Rahab the harlot. Rahab, you know, that, that kind of thing. But Rahab was a woman of faith. And her life was changed because she acted on that faith. If you're struggling with your faith, uh, if, if you, you just can't find um, the wherewithal to move, or you're, you're hung up in your mind about things, whatever, just start moving. You know, Brother Moss made the funny comment last week about, you know, if you're looking for a job, you know, you get dressed every day, something to that effect, right? It's okay. Exercise your faith. Take little steps. If you believe, and, and we serve a God that's so big that even in our unbelief, he works. And I don't mean, you know, unbelief as in, you know, we, 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 we're, we're actually not, we're against God, but we're, we're struggling. But yet we, we want to, like tiny steps, step out on faith. Here we have a lady who was truly an underdog, who acted on her faith and God blessed her and her, and her ancestry um, in a mighty way. So I'm going to get off tonight. I appreciate you all and uh, love you each and hope to see you soon. Good night and, and have a blessed one. Is this child? Amani Cooper? Yes? Where are you? Aren't you going to tell us about our engagement for the week? It's too hard. Oh, Lord. I tell you, it is hard to find good help. Oh, hello. It's me again. This week for our engagement, we're asking you to go to Joshua chapter 4 and read the story of where God told the Israelites to take 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan and place them on the other side to remind them of what he had done for them. Then go to NewarkUPC.info to the faith engagement card and print off the PDF you'll find there. On one side of the document, write down something that God has done for you in the past. On the other side, write down what you're currently believing God for. Place the note in an envelope and put that day's date on it and put it in a prominent place. At the end of six months, Yep, six months. Go back and open the envelope and reflect on how God has moved on that need. Also, while you're at info, go to the sock puppet card and vote on your favorite sock puppet. While you're there, exercise your faith in your giving and by submitting your prayer requests. Well, I think tonight has been a full night and I look forward to seeing you all next week. God bless you and see you then.